You don't ask why they're both, you know, look like bread. The incongruity of the horse was a real problem for me. Eyes on the tip. How'd you find me now? Hello and welcome to How Do You Like Me Now, the podcast where we go back and relive the golden years of kids TV. I'm Will, with me as always is Liz. Hello Liz. Smarties taste too good now. Okay. Smarties should taste of two things. Right. Chocolate and sugar. Yes. But I just had some Smarties for the first time in a long time. And they have flavourings on the outside. And those flavourings I would describe as natural. And I don't want to taste anything on my Smarties. <laughs> Somebody's got rid of all the artificial flavourings. Yes, they have. And now they taste too good. I want them to taste like crap. <laughs> wow, I didn't I didn't think this would be like an anti-E-numbers prospect. Like, see, you're disappointed I'm pro-E-numbers. That you're disappointed that the, the E-numbers are gone and they taste better than before. Yeah, I am disappointed in that. Anyway, how are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I tell you what, I think I noticed that as well. Yeah. But I don't buy many more Smarties now. No, well, you, you got you got me these Smarties. Yeah. It, it did seem like a novelty. The, the little plastic caps are gone. Thing oh. of the past. They had the little letter on, didn't they? Yep. That's, that's gone now. Now it's got a kind of Zippo lighter style flick up top, but out of cardboard. Yeah. No, the whole thing's made of cardboard, so it's all recyclable. So, Very no eco-friendly, lot- I get that. Absolutely. I wasn't going to bemoan the lack of little letter under the plastic cap. I was prepared to accept that times had changed. <laughs> but I won't accept flavour changes. <laughs> I mean, any other, like, completely off topic already, any other chocolates or confectionery products changed flavour profile in your lifetime? Everything's just smaller, which upsets me. Now, now this is a common refrain, but... is Do you subscribe to the belief that actually it has got smaller, or do you think that you've got bigger? Right. It's got smaller because I'm not saying things have got smaller, you know, since I was a kid. I'm saying they've got smaller in the last two years. That's true. As the price of stuff has gone up, <laughs> they've just made shit smaller. They have. Buy a four pack of crunchies now and like each crunchie's about, what, about three inches long? Yeah, what's the point of that? I don't want things to be fun size. No, 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 no. This is well. This is the thing. This is like fun size. Then the next step, which is now the standard. You're going around the the, the shop. Your whole shop is fun size. Thanks Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we're here. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we are here once again talking about confectionery, Brexit, and all things classic kids TV. Oh, yeah, Kids TV, that's what we're supposed to talk about. Yeah, but how are you, Liz? No, no, I'm all right. I'm yeah. all right. Uh, this, isn't a, this isn't a major, you know, block in my life. I'm okay. Okay. Uh, you know, in general, I'm on an even keel. Well, that, that's good. <laughs> that's good to know. So, Liz, this Is that week, a shipping term? It's, it's a sailing term. Sailing, even keel. Yes. Does that mean, like, you know, the waters are... Well, I think the keel is like that rudder that kind of comes no, out. No, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have asked. No, you don't care. You just no, no, don't care. No, no, I absolutely don't care. As soon as you tried to... Yeah, yeah, move on. So this week, Liz, we are back and we're watching a classic slice of kids' TV. No, I, I messed up. Because I agreed with you mm-hmm. that we would watch The Shoe People. Yes. And I was like, yeah, that's an absolute classic. We've got to watch The Shoe People. Uh, 
And then I saw like a still of it just before we watched it, and I, I, I went, oh, I've never seen the shoe people. <laughs> I was remembering something different in which the people are not shoes. Okay, okay. I have to ask, <laughs> what were you remembering? I think I was thinking of the Raggy Dolls. Now, right. there is a similarity in that they are usually not alive, but within the confines of the show, they are alive. Yes. You get that? Yeah, I get... I mean, that, But that's, that's true of several things. That's true of a lot of things we watch. That's true of Brum. That's true of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. there's like a collection of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for some reason, the fact that the Raggy Dolls are not shoes didn't put me off thinking that it was the shoe people. <laughs> so I was on the people part. I agreed to this episode because I was like, yeah, yeah, we both want to watch the shoe people. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. And then we watched it, and I have never seen it before. Okay. I and now I haven't watched the Raggy Dolls, and I'm very upset about that. <laughs> well, yeah, we we watched the shoe people this week. To much to your disappointment, I feel and like chagrin. I've accidentally like given you a pitch win. You know? Yeah. Because in my head I'd pitch something different, but I just agreed to yours because I got I got confused. Well there was so we ended up watching the shoe people, but the thing is I think there's a lot of people out there who watch this as kids, a lot of people will remember it. I think everyone will have forgotten this, same as me. Yeah? Yeah. See, I, I don't think so. I, I think yeah, people. I remembered this, and I think people will tell me what you remembered. Well, I, I remember that they were shoes for one. <laughs> okay, I, mem I remember. I remember the core concept of the show was that it was shoe people, people who are shoes. You know that. I think that I didn't remember much more than that, other than that all the shoes were themed around professions for the yes. most part. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as as shoes tend to be. If you're gonna, I mean, the thing is, it would be a very boring show if it was just eight different types of loafer. You know, that's... It would be a boring show. They haven't made it that much more exciting, they, they despite the range of shoes. <laughs> but, I mean, let's... So let's get into it. So a bit of background for you. The Shoe People ran from 1987 to 1992. Too long. And amazingly long. <laughs> there were two kind of iterations of it. It basically yeah. was two series. So it's an 87 series and a 92 series. So to say it ran from 87 to 92 is a bit of a misnomer. Right, yeah, backtrack on that. There, <laughs> there were two series. Yep. The initial series and then the last series. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, a couple of a couple of interesting facts about this. Uh, so it was created by James Driscoll. Got the inspiration for the show from noticing the style and appearance of people's shoes revealed things about their owners' personalities. I now, hoped never to meet that man. Yeah, that I mean, no knocking him because he's written a children's TV show and it's it's you know become a massive success. But if that's a thing you're noticing in daily life mm. that people's shoes reflect their personalities, you're looking too much at people's shoes. If you were a pair of shoes, what pair of shoes would you be? I mean, I think the thing is that varies from time of day. Uh, right now, I feel like a a pair of like worn out old slippers. <laughs> but you know, pump me full of caffeine, and I'll feel like a pair of worn out old trainers. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Unless I'm wearing my Russian hat, in which case I'll feel like a pair of hobnail boots. Mm. So. Okay, I'll ask a different question. All right. What pair of shoes that you own best express your personality? Oh, my God. Uh, that is a good question. I think probably, um, I don't know, probably my, like, blue, like, leather work shoes. Like, I have I have a pair of blue leather brogues that I wear to work a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, they're quite 
stylish, but they are also a bit beaten up and a bit... I was thinking of those as well. Yeah. They seem like you. Yeah. Slightly odd, but with an element of low upkeep. Yes. Yeah. 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 What low about upkeep. you? Shoes. So you own far more interesting shoes than I do. Women's shoes tend to be a bit more varied, don't they? Yeah. 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 I've got a pair of stilettos in a box that I've never worn. And I think it's a kind of metaphor for the uh, <laughs> talents and skills I've yet utilised. <laughs> it's a metaphor for my untapped potential. <laughs> Box stilettos, never worn. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, not an answer I was expecting, but no. I'll go with it. One of the things, because you've owned some, like you have owned in your lifetime. I know, this is sounding terrible. You've owned some really interesting shoes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst episode of Parkinson or something. <laughs> now, in your life, you've really owned some interesting shoes. Would you like to take us through some of oh, those? Oh, yes. Well, in 1983, I remember I bought a pair of white suede loafers. They mm. were particularly natty at the time. Oh, you just reminded me of what my favourite shoes ever were. Okay. When I was about three, I had tap dancing lessons. I do not remember the tap dancing lessons, but I had white tap shoes with red ribbons that tied them up. And I thought they were the most beautiful shoes I'd ever wow. seen. I wish I could tap dance. That would be an amazing skill to have, mm-hmm. even though I would never use it. <laughs> just to be able, just for the one time that it might come up, to be able to tap dance would be amazing. See, I, I, yeah, I think that's an amazing like hidden skill to have. Like if you're having a conversation with someone on like a hardwood floor and you suddenly start busting out some tap moves, mm. you're like, oh, okay, this person's now tap dance. That's gonna, that's a conversation starter right there. Oh yeah, by the way, I can tap dance. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 That, oh yeah. Yeah, just a thing I do every now and then. I see I think the most amazing pair of shoes I've ever coveted when we used to go to Florida when I was a kid and we go to like Target um you know because it was massive TK Maxx and we just buy buy loads of clothes. And particularly it was great for for me as a kid because you can get loads of clothes in the dirt cheap meals. But there were always these pair of trainers that had lights in the heels. Yeah. And I always wanted a pair, but they always they were always far too small for my feet. Oh. They're always like three, four, three, four sizes too small, and so next year we'd come back and we go back to Target, and they've gone up a couple of sizes in step with me, but they'd still be three, four sizes too small. Oh, so it's fine. But then I discovered checkerboard Vans, and they became my favourite, most uncomfortable shoes in the world. Mm. Yeah, I didn't realise there was so much to say about shoes. Well, there we are. This is but this is all part of the trailer for our new shoe-based podcast. <laughs> How shoe like me now? Uh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So, the shoe people, 1987, 1992. Now, did you say that you had some interesting facts? Because all you told me was that a man started it because he thought people's shoes gave away their personalities. The theme song, yes, which is is terrible, is written by written and sung by Justin Hayward of the Moody Blues. Well, I don't like the Moody Blues, so I don't feel bad about saying it's shit. (laughs) But I just like the fact it's the Moody Blues singing a song about shoes. (laughs) God. Wow, and we've main... had some pedigrees, but that this might be the most disappointing because it's barely a theme tune. It's <laughs> barely a tune. Uh, also, now this is this is the the killer fact for you. This was the first series from the West to be shown in the former Soviet Union, right? And it became so popular there it sold over twenty five million shoe people books. Oh, what what is happening? <laughs> 
<laughs> this was obviously because, you know, before... Communism must have been so grim <laughs> that they went for this afterwards. That's, I mean, wow, in my times were tough. And the first thing we shipped over was the shoe people yeah. and they went, wow, give us more of this. <laughs> Because literally all that happens in this episode is we are introduced to shoes who are have personalities themed around the shoe. Yeah, I mean... That's so, the whole episode. Yeah. So the first episode... So we watched the first ever episode called Can You Keep a Secret? The secret is there's no secrets, just shoes. <laughs> and then we watched uh, an episode from the second series which I think is about the third to last episode called Marshall's Barbecue. Yes, um, okay, so that one's about a barbecue. But can you just tell me the full title of the shoe, people, when it was rebooted in 1992? It was The New Adventures of the Shoe People. Right, it shouldn't have been called The New Adventures. They hadn't had any adventures. <laughs> I like it's like The New Adventures of, like, Superman. And, Superman, you know, yeah. New Adventures. You get New Adventures of, but yeah, that has to imply some adventures took place oh, in the Some first old place. adventures, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, you might as well call this the shoe people the next generation. Yes. <laughs> that would be better. But they're the same shoes. Well, there are more characters brought into the second series. Well, I can't wait to get into that. But should we do the old one first? Yes, let's do the old one first. So we're introduced to a shoe repair shop. It, it pans across, and the opening I wasn't too mad at. It pans across this sort of nicely painted little scene of a town and it drills down to the, the, the shoe repair place and it all looks very quaint and nice and I was okay with it at this point. I had one problem with it at this point, which was the term shoe repair shop. Because yeah. I think, well, why not cobblers? But are cobblers called cobblers? Yeah. No, do they have that on the sign? Yeah. They're probably called like smiths or something. Well, no, I mean, there was one in Gloucester which was like, you know, Johnson's Cobblers, shoe repairs while you wait. But it had cobblers in the title. I don't think I've ever seen cobblers on the main sign. Well, that's cobblers. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. What's Sorry. going to you today? Sorry. Oh, Who are you? <laughs> No, I, I think I think it's a missed opportunity to just say shoe repair shop. I think you see shoe repair shop more often than you see cobblers. Well, I'm, I'm sure you're right now, but I feel at the time, in, like, in the 80s, I feel like cobblers was still a predominant term. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like to venture a guess, honestly. <laughs> anyway, it's unimportant. Either well, way. you're telling me. <laughs> we, we're at the shoe repair shop slash cobblers. It's all done by narration, which is quite common in some of these um, kids' shows yep. uh, that we watch. That are based on books. I assume it's based on books. I, I don't believe it is actually based on books. No, I think books were the spin-off of this one. Oh, okay. Well, shut my mouth. <laughs> right, I guess it's just cheaply made then. <laughs> Didn't want a voice cast. Just got a narrator who does all the voices. Yeah, he does. He does. And he... So he tells us this story about this cobbler... Shoe repair man. He fixes up people's shoes and whatever, and they collect them. But some people don't collect their shoes, which seems weird. It does seem weird. Yeah. Seems especially odd to me because it feels like for, basically he says, "Yeah, he he's very diligent. He always repairs people's shoes, but they don't come. A lot of people don't come and pick. A lot of people, I think it says, don't come and pick them up. Mm. So he puts them in a secret storeroom at the back. Well, no, 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 no." no. 
Some people don't collect their shoes. That's just information for you. Right. But also, people bring shoes that are a load of old shite, basically. Can't be fixed. <laughs> but this shoe repairman, this cobbler, doesn't like to throw anything away. Right? Now, this this is outrageous to me. The man is a hoarder. He won't throw any shoe away, even when it's beyond... He's the guy to know it's beyond the point of fixing. Yeah. Right? He should know. Yeah. And he won't throw them away. No, no, no. So he has a room out the back where he just puts shoes that are broken. There's no reason for it. No. Now, this room, right, is where we get our story from. It is, because we're told all this, and the voiceover says, asks, you know, can you keep a secret? Promise. And he says it in quite a threatening tone. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is quite threatening. <laughs> and he tells us that, the the old the door to this room is quite Well first off he tells us only one person knows the secret. Yes. Right? And you assume because there's only one person in the story, which is the cobbler. He's the one who knows the secret. But you'd be wrong. <laughs> this is your first twist in the shoe people, right? Get excited. <laughs> the person who knows the secret is me. Not me. The narrator. <laughs> yes. Right? What what sort of sense does that make? Who are you? Yeah, who, who are you? You haven't introduced yourself, son. No, he never tells us who he is. Are you the shoe repair? That would make sense if he was the shoe repair man. Or is he a shoe? Oh. He, he specifically says that the shoe repair man does not know the secret. What if he is a shoe and he's the shoe of a voiceover artist? What would that look like? It would look like a wingtip. A wingtip? A wingtip. Just because they're a bit cool. Yeah, because well, you know, because you think you know, your stereotypical voiceover artist, you think of like someone from the forties doing that RP accent. And I don't. I didn't think of that. Well, you should. Okay. That's that's how you identify him as the voiceover man. Shoe, voiceover shoe. We're not clear on who the narrator is. No, I don't think he's a wingtip shoe, but we do, we don't know who he is. But he knows what goes on in this back room, right? Which is that the shoe repairman walks out, mm -hmm. slams the door, and a cloud of dust erupts over this room of old shoes that are never going to be fixed. There's no point to them being there. Yep. And they all magically come to life. Well, more than that, the back wall of the shop melts away. Yes. Revealing Shoe Town. Right. Now, let me just tell you this. Shoe Town is shoe purgatory. <laughs> These shoes are trapped, twixt heaven and hell, never to move on. Because they should be broken down or thrown away, or they should be fixed and repaired and got out of the shop. But they don't. He keeps them in his back room, and so they've, they're they sent to this forever limbo of just being shoes. Oh, no, no, no. This isn't purgatory. This is shoe heaven, Mary. You think they're... You th but they're all dead. You agree with that part? Yeah, yeah, they're all dead, yeah. Right. But th th this is shoe heaven. Think about it. You know, they... When we see them, they're all... They have their own house. You know, they're no longer guests in someone That's else's heaven house. That's heaven to you, is home ownership. They're not, they're not in... They're not in a life of servitude. You know, and they get to do what they want. P PC boots still has to work. Oh, he's happy though. The man's gloriously happy in his work. I suppose some people it's a vocation. They love to work. And also, how much shoe crime is there? But yes, PC boot is the <laughs> the police shoe. 
But there, we do see that there's a criminal shoe. There is a criminal shoe. There's a wanted poster up for a burglar shoe. <laughs> yes, there is. There is a burglar shoe. We'll go through all the characters in a moment. But I mean, this thing. So, so yeah, the the door sticks. He slams the door. The cloud of dust comes up, and it causes everyone to come to life. And the wall fades away, and you get Shoe Town, which is below Toe Cap Hill, which I like. Do you? Yeah, I do okay. like that. And yeah, but no, this is a, this is a life of of freedom and you know unending joy. They've got their own little houses. I mean, the Wellington boot who loves nothing more than water is splashing around in his own private pool. He's not getting that working in someone's house as a pair of Wellingtons. Can I just say the actual phrase they use about the character Wellington is that he likes getting wet. <laughs> That's his heaven. <laughs> is to be able. To get wet whenever he wants. I'm just, and I'm not going to say anything more about that. I'll just leave it. I'll just put that out there. They chose the phrase "likes getting wet." <laughs> See again, not purgatory. They could have said splashing in puddles. They, they could have, have said, said anything, but they chose the phrase. Wellington likes getting wet. Yes, they did. <laughs> so the voiceover asks PC Boot to show the disembodied viewers around the town. Around yeah. Shoetown. Let's talk about the relative merits of this, right? Yeah. PC boot. Now, I can totally get that a, a boot mm-hmm. uh, that belonged to a policeman, a big, heavy, sort of, you know, hefty boot, totally get the character of a, a policeman. Yeah. You know? And, and obviously, when they are the shoe people, if people can't quite, you know, imagine it, they do have a bit extra to them than the shoe. Yeah. So he's got a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a moustache. Yes. Which presumably he didn't have as a shoe. Well, they have like eyes on what would be the tongue. And the mouth comes out of like the toe cap. Yes. And then they have arms coming out of like the shoelace holes. Yes. So imagine that. and you've That's got a... the style for most of them. There yes. is one exception to that. There is one exception to that. We'll, we'll come, on to, uh, come on to her. But for the most part, because these are shoes that have tongues... With eyes on, that's where the eyes are on the tongue yes. of the shoe. I, I'm sure people will be crystal clear now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're going to, you know, create a cast of of shoes, right? So you think first of like a a, a policeman's boot. That seems, you know, fair enough, a fairly obvious choice. I might have chosen um, a builder. They have great big work boots. Yeah. Or who else would have a particular? Shoe, a fisherman, a wader. Oh, a wader. That's an excellent choice. Get right. some real height on a wader. The the very next shoe that we go to is Charlie the Clown. <laughs> yeah. Now, I admit, a clown shoe is very identifiable. Yeah. But it's just, I, I don't know, as they're building this town, it doesn't feel like they've got all of the, the parts that you would expect. <laughs> you wanted to see more of the your workaday shoes. Yeah. I wanted to see more actual shoes. More pro- what I've got so far is a policeman's boot and a clown shoe. <laughs> what sort of town is this? Also, what sort of clown gets a sh- leaves the boot, the shoe to be repaired, and then doesn't go back for The it? clown didn't go back for his shoe. Clown, are they policemen not going back for your shoe? I'm like, okay, I can understand maybe you're given another pair of boots, and you think, oh, I'll never go down there for that one again. But a clown not going yeah, back for That's a bespoke shoe. item. Yeah. Right? That's not off the rack. You're not going to find one and go, where the hell did I leave the other one? The clown, we see him in his little clown house. And... Yeah, he's got a little big top. He's, he's yeah. very happy. Yes, it's a circus tent, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And he squirts the policeman in the face with his flower. Yes. Which, um... <laughs> Getting PC boot quite wet. 
PC Boot doesn't like getting wet. <laughs> no. But he takes it in good part. He does. He's not as angry about it as I would expect a policeman character to be. No, well, I think the thing is you have to understand that Charlie the Clown, that's his standard behaviour. Right. That's that's the thing that he does, is he gets everyone wet with his flower. If you don't want to get wet, don't go and see Charlie the Clown. Exactly. Or Wellington. Or Wellington. <laughs> These are several of the characters who will get you wet if you go and see them. <laughs> Should we move on to the next one? Yes. Right. So we've got we've got the pe- that we've got the the policeman's boot. Yeah. We've got the clown shoe. What's next? It's a beaten up old shoe. Who lives in a beaten up old shoe? No, no, not lives in a beaten up old shoe. Who embodies a beaten up old shoe? What job could they do? It's Trampy. <laughs> <laughs> it is Trampy the boot. <laughs> Trampy. They say something like he doesn't like to tidy up. Yes, he's he's got quite an. I mean, yeah, it's it's he's very much the shoe from the old woman who lived in a shoe, it, that kind of shoe. But, no, but they've conflated tramps, which is like an old sort of fashion word for homelessness, right? Mm-hmm. Who, yes, would have a beaten up old shoe because they can't afford new shoes, right? With people who are messy. Now I'm messy. I live in a home, right? <laughs> Am I trampy? No. <laughs> No, it, it is. Yeah, it's a bit of a. I don't, what the trampy? They've just gone. What we need a shoe that looks like total shit because we said these are all shoes with holes in and they're all in a terrible state. <laughs> but then we've given them all really good jobs. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. See, another thing is heaven. Trampy has a house. He can do what he likes with. Oh well, he's not homeless. No, he has a house. So I guess everything's worked out well for Trampy. Yeah, still looks terrible. Well, I think is I think they needed a counterpoint to the next character. Right. Because the next character we meet is Sergeant Major. Yeah. Who's an army boot who uh interestingly he was in the foot regiment. Um just a little little side You like that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I can yeah, see you smiling yeah, away like at that, that pun. <laughs> I like that. But um yeah, and he obviously likes everything very ordered, so he mows his his garden in straight lines, measures them to make sure they're all even, and he lives next door to Trampy, and he gets very annoyed when Trampy's garden overgrows onto his. So it's mm. like, okay, clearly they came up with Sergeant Major, and they thought, right, strict regimen, you know, everything regimented in its place, everything correct, we need a counterpoint to that, and they went with a tramp. Now, I feel they should have gone with, like, a hippie sandal. Oh, I'd like to have seen a hippie sandal. Wouldn't that sandal. have been better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah, hippie the sandal rather than trampy the boot. Yeah, because it's a lot of boots. It's supposed to be the shoe people. It's the boot people yeah. right now. You could have, like, a wicker sandal and, like, the wicker comes down and is the hair behind the, the band. I can see it. Yeah. I can see it now. Yeah. No, absolutely. See, they've missed a trick there. Yep. You know, it's. I mean, it wasn't like this predated hippies. It's quite after hippies. I mean, to be honest, you could really sort of bring it up to me. You could have had, like, you know, could have had, like, a punk boot. A, a boot with like a, like piercings and studs and like yeah, safety the studs. On it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. That would have been cool. Um, but 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 they wouldn't have been able to um, sell it to the former Soviet Union. True. <laughs> Get a bit out there then. A bit outlandish. Don't want anything political. <laughs> Can't have any punks in there. No, no, no. So then we're introduced to. There's a, one more character to meet. Yes. It's two more. I don't think so. It's the token woman alert. Yes. Got to have a girl, haven't you? Because, of course, no woman would wear a boot or be a tramp. <laughs> no. So what What do women do? Ballet. This is a ballerina's plimsoll. What do they call those? Uh, slip. I think they call them a slipper. Slipper. Point shoe. Yeah. 
But she's on point the whole time. Yes. Right? That's not a... I'm not praising her. She's just up. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Everybody else is hopping along, boot style, as you say, eyes on the tongue. She's on point, eyes on the tip. <laughs> I'm just trying to describe shoes to people. Yes, yes. You're making it weird. <laughs> yeah, so Margot the ballerina... Margot. Which, again, I, I I don't know. I'm sure that's probably got some basis in that a famous ballerina called Margot. Yes. But for the Vo- others, like... Is Fontaine called Margot? Margot Fontaine, was it? Yes, Margot Fontaine. One of the most famous ballerinas of all time. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm sure that's why I will. Anyway, the most surprising thing to me about her, her voice. Because, of course, the narrator is doing all these voices. <laughs> so when he does... He does a great voice for the PC, proper, you know... Oh, I, I don't know if I can do it now. What you'd expect um, a policeman in like policeman. a... Hello, yes. It's sort of like a carry-on film or something. Yes. When he does Margot, he goes, Hello. <laughs> incredibly breathy. <laughs> so breathy. I wrote down sultry. Yes, it is. It's a very sultry ballet. Because she looks quite young. She's, you know, she doesn't look that... She's not <laughs> she's not an aging ballerina like all washed up. She looks like a young ballerina and this voice comes out Hello Darling Darling I'm all beaten up <laughs> I couldn't possibly do any more pirouettes <laughs> Yes, so that's Margot. Then we're introduced to Wellington, who we yeah. talked about, who's got like a slide into a moat. And he's just constantly going down. He that. loves getting wet. He loves getting wet. Massive grin on his face. <laughs> yeah, he's happy. Oh. <laughs> and that's it, isn't it? Now, normally, when we watch it, this would be the introduction. Then you'd have five minutes of an episode. Yeah. Right? No, that's it. That was the episode. That's I your hope lot. you enjoyed it, guys. <laughs> Pan out, back across, back to the room. Credits. That's Literally it. Literally nothing to say because we we introduced we've got introduced to all the characters and I'm scribbling down my notes of who they are. And then it's like, right, that's your lot. <laughs> See you next time, kids. Wow. I mean now now here's a thing. Now we normally talk about when we watch the first episode. Would you sometimes we say, would you have gone on and watched the rest of it? But normally you've got a storyline to base that on. This literally, that's it. So, from that cast of characters and that setup, would you as a child have wanted to watch more of the shoe people? If I, as a child, had just watched that first episode, not only would I not have watched it again, I would have written to the television station to complain that that wasn't an episode of television. (laughs) I would have said to them, what was that? I just met all the shoe people. I wanted them to have an adventure, and they didn't. You, sir, have let me down. You'll be hearing from my lawyer. Yes, absolutely. I have written to my MB. (laughs) So, but that's it. I mean, that's the whole first episode. Disappointment doesn't cover it. (laughs) Absolute rubbish. Your thing that really annoyed you, they didn't even introduce all the characters there. No, I was going to say, there's a lot more characters in the second one, and I saw a couple more glimpse them in the like opening to this one. Yeah. So there were more to meet. Yeah, there's a lot more characters to meet. There's only like one character, really, in the in the new adventures who's not in the original series. What on earth were they doing with that? <laughs> what on earth? It's... So let's crack straight on into the new adventures of the shoe We'll people. have to, Will. There's nothing more to say. <laughs> So, this is Marshall's Barbecue. And straight away, there's a different opening. Yes. 
because we go to what's it called Shoe Town. Yeah. God, that's boring, isn't it? There's no, there's no cobbler. No, no cobbler. We're Is he gone now from the new adventures? Well, no, I think he's still there. We just don't need to see that every time. Because I, I was all up for that, hearing more about about this this cobbler and him putting the. I wanted more like interaction of him nearly finding the shoes that or having would, an adventure. That and... would be a better thing that every week he chucks a new shoe into the room and it's their story and how they interact with the other. Exactly. That would be so much better. That but, would be such a better concept. Because the other thing I want to ask you is why all of these shoes are single shoes. Because to me, mm-hmm. that room should be the room where the cobbler puts lost shoes that are waiting to find their pair. Because all of the shoes we've met there, yep. they're not married. It's not like, you know, the happy families, Mr. and Mrs. Bun. Sorry, married? Yeah, like have another shoe. Okay, but surely the shoe would be their twin, not their, like, Whoa, spouse. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, it would be that, it would be that, they'd be married, wouldn't they? What? No, they'd be like like siblings. God no! You wouldn't want to spend your entire life with your sibling. Sorry, they're shoes. They haven't got a choice in it. No, no. Your your other half is your other half. Your soulmate. Soulmate. Now I'm doing the pumps. (laughs) Come on, man. Get on board. Uh, Listen, listen. All right. Right. I'm asking you why they're all individual shoes. Yeah. But you're saying that if there were two shoes in this that were a pair, yeah. that you would have them be related. I think naturally they would be. No, they would be married. Like Mr. and Mrs. Bun the Baker in Happy Families or whatever, they go together. You don't ask why they're both, you know, look like bread or whatever. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, but think about it, right? If you had Charlie the Clown... Yeah. Right? The, the mate of Charlie the Clown is going to look exactly the same. Yeah. Right? Not a female version of Charlie, exactly the same. Well, don't be homophobic now. I'm not being homophobic, <laughs> right? If I'm, you know, I'm on board with that. To be honest, that would be a good twist. A lot of gay shoes. I'm sorry, I can't believe we're <laughs> pitching our reboot as a lot of gay shoes. No, no, I don't... Listen, I don't care about whether you want to write a show full of gay shoes or not. I can't. I'm I already writing my one about the horny milkman. I, what, I, what I want... like Listen, like I said to you, PC boot, right? Yes. In real life, he's a boot. But then when we go to Toy Town, he has the moustache and it looks more like a policeman, right? The same with the shoes. They look like a pair of shoes, but then when you go to... Toy Town, one has a moustache, and then if the other one's a lady, she has a little bow on her head, or, you know, she she has long eyelashes, whatever. Or if it's a gay shoe, there's one with a bow tie and one with a regular tie, right? That, that's, how, that's how gay relationships work, but, but, I've been told. Now... <laughs> But is Mrs. Boot also a policeman's boot? <laughs> yes, she's a policewoman. Okay, all right. Uh, is it now? Have you got a problem with women being policewomen? No, not at all. Not at all. This is. I don't. Don't you think you find a lot of time people in the same jobs are married because they met at work and whatever? Well, yeah, I think. What would be wrong with two married police officers? No, nothing wrong at all. Who are but, a pair of boots? But don't you feel there's something tragic potentially? Mrs. Boot trapped in this marriage. Her husband, like, please, PC Boot. There's no crime. You don't need to go out on the beat today. Please spend some time with me. And he's like, no, I've got to walk the beat. Humpa dumpa dumpa dum. Whereas, like, you know, she could be off with like with a golf shoe. 
She could be off, you know, happy with a golf shoe. And- Is this how you tell me you've got to have an affair? <laughs> No, I'm just saying I don't think it's necessarily essential that these because these are this is a room full of odd shoes. Why doesn't it make sense that they should like find joy with each other in pairs that don't necessarily make sense to society? <laughs> that's fine if that's what they want to do, but it isn't a room of odd shoes. He put them in as pairs. No, he didn't. Of, no, he did. He did because we're told he puts them there because they're broken. Yeah. Right? So they're pairs. No. They're not necessarily individual shoes. But no, I think all of them would be because you take one shoe in because it's broken. You wear out one shoe no. before you wear out both. No way. Yep. No way. Yep. When you go to the cobblers, both of those shoes have had the same amount of wear unless you do a lot of hopping. <laughs> and you say, you say, this one's worn right through, but this one's getting a bit old, so can you have a look at that? You don't, you don't take a single shoe more often than you take a pair of shoes to the cobblers. Oh, no, I'm sorry, I won't have this. <laughs> Right, you have a pair of high heels, the heel snaps off one. You're telling me you're going to take them both to the cobbler and say, could you knock the heel off this perfectly good one as well and replace it? I'm replace not, them both at the same time. I'm not saying... They will, they will charge you per shoe. I'm, they will charge you per shoe, madam. I'm not saying that you would ask him to knock the heel off a shoe, but I'm saying most often you go to the cobblers because the shoes have had a lot of wear and so you want him to resole both even though maybe only one of them's got a hole because the other one's getting thin as well i i absolutely cannot right we see him i am going by what the cartoon tells us we see him putting in pairs of shoes into that room and then all of those shoes turn up in shoe town as single shoes no. and i want to know why these marriages went wrong because we <laughs> When he's going into the room, they are individual shoes on shelves. This is a lie. This is a bin of individual shoes. All the pairs of shoes are in a different room. These are shoes that are doomed to a life of singledom unless they can find joy in a shoe that they weren't predestined to be with. Their arranged shoe marriage. What are you? What are you saying? That they'll never find their soulmate because it's some. It's been in a bin, or somebody's thrown it out, or it's yes, someone's got it at home as a reminder to go and pick up their other shoe. So they've been separated from their their other halves. Yeah, and now and now PC Boots going to end up with bloody Wellington or something. Why not? What that? He could do worse. I don't think that's a happy marriage. <laughs> you started off. You told me they were all bloody twins. No, I, I, I still think that's what you should think of shoes as. Twins? Yeah, if I have a pair of shoes I don't think of Mr and Mrs, I think of them as... <laughs> I'm sorry, at what point in this conversation did you think that when I put my shoes on, I think of them as Mr and Mrs? When you said pairs, pairs of shoes should be spouses. Within the context of a show called The Shoe People... Not in real life. I tell you what it makes me think of. Okay. Right. It makes me think of there is a song in the musical Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Mm-hmm. And this song is incredibly powerful to me. It's called The Origin of Love. It is based on a Greek myth. And I, don't, I think it's not a real Greek myth. It's like a a, um, a story by Plato or Aristophanes, one of those. And it's just a story about um, like an imagined kind of thing with the gods where everybody, every human, right, started off as like um, double people, okay? So they're these creatures with four arms, four legs, two faces, and some are two women, some are two men, some are a man and a woman. And the gods get very angry at how uppity they're getting. And so they throw lightning bolts or fire or whatever to split them down the middle, okay? 
And so then these creatures look like humans now, like we do with our two legs, two arms, one face. And love is searching for that person that you were split from. And that is your soulmate. And when you find them, you cling on to them so tight that you're trying to put yourself back together okay like you were before the gods ripped you apart that's how I think about love even though you know I don't believe that's literally true that's how I think love feels and that's how I think shoes (laughs) would feel about each other (laughs) I can see very passionate about the shoes. I am passionate that a shoe, its other half, is its soulmate. It is not a twin. I, d- I just can't accept that, Will. To be locked forever with a sibling. I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say anything rude about my sister, but I can't imagine a worse fate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, your other half is 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 your other half, right? There's that, there's a reason we use that phrase. Okay, okay. I I, I just upsets me. It upsets me so much that you think that you look at two shoes and go, "These are brothers." <laughs> They're twins. I, I didn't know how upset I would be. <laughs> Okay, okay. I I can see this is this is a very emotional touch point for you. It's really got to me. I was not expecting this. (laughs) And breathe. Don't you feel like you're my other shoe? I do. I do feel like I'm your other shoe. Good. I don't think if we were characters in the shoe people that we would be a blue brogue and a stiletto heel trying to make it work in a house. (laughs) In this workaday world, (laughs) we would be two matching shoes. Okay, Okay? I want to know that you feel that way. I do. (laughs) Oh, I do. I do, Liz. (laughs) So yeah, so the opening has changed. There's a whole new cast of characters thrown in there. So you see all sorts of people. But this episode flashes up Marshall's barbecue. Yeah, we cut to. They've now got direct antagonists. <laughs> Exciting update. Yes, there are now antagonists. There are who are boots, even though most people are boots. No, they're roller skates. Oh, okay. Oh my god. Don't they call them the boot boys? <laughs> they are called the boot boys, but they are also roller skates. They should so, be the skate gang. gang. They are sometimes the skate gang, sometimes the boot boys. The antagonists in this are roller skates. Yes. I can't accept that. <laughs> it's it's the technological evolution of shoes, Liz. It's ludicrous, isn't it? It's ludicrous. If you read it now, it would be like Heelys would be the would Heelys. be the antagonist. Heelys do have a bad boy vibe, don't the they? Even though shoes. they're worn by little girls, I assume those little girls are going to mug me <laughs> and then get away quickly. Or get away quickly, exactly. <laughs> No, so we're introduced to Rowdy and Spike, who are two members of the Boot Boys, the roller skating punks. And 
Rowdy is reading a book of fairy tales. And there's there's Spike and there's another character. Yeah. Who they really, really rip it out of him for reading a book of fairy tales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well that that's that's uh, Rowdy who's reading the book of fairy tales. The other cat the other boot boy is Ace. Though I was confused because I'm fairly sure when he first comes into the scene they call him Tommy. But his name is apparently Ace. Ace, Rowdy, and Spike, which I think you know, that's a good good assemblance semblance of gang names. It, it's a, they're a bit cliched, aren't they? Spike is. I, I would love to count up. No, I wouldn't. How many bad boys of of children's TV are called Spike? Yeah, that's a that's a real antagonist name there. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah. Rowdy gets some stick for reading this book. Spike doesn't believe in anything magic. Yeah, because it, it does he say custard brain? I think real he... magic, my eye. Yes, he does. <laughs> Because he only has one. He has yeah. a patch. Ignoring the fact he is a sentient shoe. Yeah. Who comes to life every night when a room, when a door is shut. Yeah. And moves off to a magical land. Doesn't believe in he magic. He doesn't believe in magic. No. no. I'll be honest, I was quite sceptical about this spell working. I thought this was going to be one of those classic things where they try and trick someone into thinking that spells are working. And it turns out, oh no, they don't. But he tells him to make it rain and... He actually does. Yeah, he does a he, rain dance he of does a type. A, yeah, he does a spell which involves him punching himself in the nose, Yeah, running around in a circle and waving his arms and shouting in pain. Yeah. And it makes a rain cloud appear. Yes, it does. It makes a rain cloud appear indoors, which is kind of undeniably magic. Yeah, that's quite impressive magic. I was like, oh, okay, there's actually going to be actual magic in this. People are just going to take this in stride, there's actual magic. And then I remembered, no, magic shoots. Magic, not that uncommon. No. It's the more surprising thing is that one of them doesn't believe in magic. But, but I mean, you say it's surprising they don't believe in magic, but then the people walking around that don't believe in science will. It's easy to deny <laughs> reality depending on, um, you know, your own personal prejudices. That's true. I mean, I, I guess I just thought maybe you'd be more open-minded if you were a shoe than... You think people would be more open-minded if they were shoes? I think towards the concept of magic, yeah. Like, if I suddenly found myself to be a shoe, I'd think, well, something's gone on here. But do they know that shoes shouldn't be magic? That's a good question. Well, uh, mm, that's a good question. That's a good question. And Atunus did bring me to a logical inconsistency in the world when we're introduced to the shoe people proper, which is we meet a new character, Farmer Fred. Yes who has a cart which is being drawn by a horse. Mm. Not a horseshoe. No, not a horseshoe. An actual horse. I imagine it was just a horseshoe. That would be brilliant. Horses do have shoes. They're just yeah. made of metal. Well, absolutely. It should be a horseshoe with eyes, just bouncing along, drawing a cart. That would be funny. Why is it an actual horse? They chose the one animal that does wear shoes, and then they didn't utilise it. <laughs> yes. Now, why, why has he got a real horse? I don't know. Uh, but then uh, you can't really dig into that, can you? Because it doesn't, it won't ever make sense. No, the question just spiral. How big is the horse? How big is the shoe? Yeah, exactly. Where did the horse come from? Where is Shoe Town? Is Shoe Town real? And the the shoe repair shop is fake. Maybe, maybe the maybe we're not real. Maybe we're all a dream the shoe people are having. Yes. Now that makes sense. See, but this is the problem when you put something in Congress like a horse into a show. <laughs> the horse is the incongruous part. Yes. Yep. Yeah, the incongruity of the horse was a real problem for me. I can't believe they didn't go for a horseshoe. 
That yeah. really bothers me. That's an open goal. This is what annoys me about these shows when we watch them. When we watch them back, and I think that is such an open goal. It was right there in front of you, and you missed it. Because if it was being pulled by a cow, I'd go, "Well, cows don't really wear shoes. What sort of shoe would a cow shoe be?" But a horse, famously, there is a, such a thing as a horseshoe. Yeah, it doesn't look like a regular shoe, but it exists nonetheless. How annoying! That's very frustrating. <laughs> it's really frustrating, isn't it? Ah, oh, so. Anyway, we're getting off track here with this horse business. Yes. Right. So we got we're we're back with the shoe people, the goodies. Now we've yes. got Farmer Fred. The, the the horse is pulling this thing along. Don't worry about that. We've got some more characters to meet. We have. There's a baby shoe. There is baby booty. I don't like this character. No. Nope. It is a it is a booty. It doesn't look much like a shoe. It's just a weird lozenge it shape. Like a ghost. It does look like a ghost. It's got a dummy in, so it can't really talk. It does a bit of goo-goo-gaga well, sort of stuff. Baby. And it bounces around. I found it quite frightening. Do you want to know something that's really going to annoy you? Yeah. Who do you think Baby Booty lives with? And who takes care of Baby Booty? Well, I suppose the lone female character. You are correct. The ballerina. Yes, Margot takes care of Baby Booty. Oh, that's wound me up. Yep. Oh, dear. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the baby looks most like the ballet slipper yes true there's 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 a similarity in there i mean yeah i mean you couldn't put that baby booty with wellington who who got margot up the duff that she gave birth to the baby shoe don't think she gave birth to the baby shoe i think she more kind of adopted the baby shoe. she got assigned to be the caregiver because she's a female but here's the question who's taking a baby booty to a shoe repair shop indeed well maybe it was just one that fell off a baby and he just threw it in that back room oh dear so there's a baby, well, not anymore, but there's a baby booty that's lost from its baby. We've also got Marshall, who is a cowboy boot. Cowboy boot? Classic. Even in the name, you've got the occupation. Yep. What else could it be? Cowboy boot is a cowboy. cowboy. Got it. Yep. We're there. On board, 100%. Um, there's also, uh, yeah, so, and also Wellington, Charlie and Sergeant Major have come along for the ride as well. Because they're all marshals have it holding a big barbecue. Yes. So they're all going to barbecue. They're trying to light a bonfire. At this point, we hear we hear the voices we hadn't heard before. So this is where I found out that Trampy is Irish. Yeah, uh, it's um, a cacophony of uh, offensive stereotypes. Yeah. Trampy being Irish is not great. No. 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 Um, it's. I mean, uh, you know, they're, so they're trying to light a bonfire for this barbecue. The, the voices do add something to it, though. Yeah. Because we get much, you know, much more voice work now, and I think that does help it along. Because that first episode was tough going, <laughs> and it was only five minutes. Um, but I enjoyed the characterizations, although they're very, very stereotypical of what you'd expect from an Irish tramp <laughs> and a cowboy and a, you know, well, dip me in molasses. <laughs> Um, Charlie the Clown's voice upset me though. Charlie yeah. the Clown has a very slight voice. So it's just wrong. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting. I don't it. know what a clown voice sounds like, right? I don't have an immediate reference point for that, but I know that isn't it. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. I know what you're saying a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I I think I either go to like the sort of giggling like <laughs> kind of voice of a clown simpsons simpsons yeah or charlie chalk who just sounds like a cockney barrow boy who smoked about 40 a day yeah 
Either way, it's got to have more personality. This is just sort of like, I'm Charlie the Clown. Charlie's fucking about, as per usual. Um, and he gets the matches that they're trying to use, trying to light this bonfire with, gets them all wet with yeah. his bloody squirting. He can't stop. What an arse. Can't control himself. Oh, ridiculous. Yeah, what a dick. Yeah. But meanwhile, the skates, the, the boot boys, are in the undergrowth, and their plan is to... Drown in the undergrowth. Drown in the undergrowth. Who's that? That's David Bellamy. David Bellamy. We've never watched his show. He we had a show. We did, yeah. He did, yeah. Well, we never have. Drown in the undergrowth. So I don't think this is the first time you've done a David Bellamy impression on this podcast. I don't know about the podcast, but you know, generally in life, I do a lot of David Bellamy impressions. Well, it has been a while since you've done it. It's, it's true. If... I've lost it a bit. I'll have to practice. <laughs> I need to listen to some David Bellamy um, coming up soon. Anyway, no... <laughs> Um, so yeah, the boot boys, the the skater gang. Yeah, their plan is to steal the food from the yeah, barbecue. They've got no food. Yeah, shoes have... shoes in this world eat food. Yeah, they had a chocolate cake, and two of them ate it without the other one. Without the other one, it's the ultimate crime, isn't it? If you live together to eat food that the other one was expecting to have, that's the ultimate crime. Yeah, it is. It's, it's there's nothing worse. No, it's horrible. It's it's the betrayal. Frankly, is yeah. Yeah, that's that's what's don't get the most. between me and my food is what I'm saying. <laughs> so the, their plan, because they obviously know how to conjure this rain cloud now, mm-hmm. and it's a barbecue and whatever, perfect rain on the barbecue, and then they can steal all the stuff. Yeah. Um. So this rain cloud goes over and is getting the bar. It's it's not a barbecue though. Is it a bonfire? It's a bonfire. Yeah. Because uh, you know they they've got they've got meat, and again, how they've got that much meat, how they've butchered that meat question there's a lot of meat there and i have a question about that yeah because i think some of that meat might be beef and i think some of these shoes might be leather yeah so what i'm saying to you is (laughs) immediately when i saw this huge towering pile of meat my feeling was are they cannibals if they're made of leather and they eat beef Maybe that's where the shoe repairman went. <laughs> One night he just didn't shut the door properly and they came out and they ate the shoe repairman. They ate him. They ate him. I t- the thing is about watching this is there's nothing particularly sinister in it and yet I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, the th- it's completely right. There's nothing sinister in it when you're a kid. I think when you start looking at it with a bit more attention as an adult and you go, well, hold on a minute. That doesn't add up. It starts to get really dark. I think, actually, for me, it's like the lack of depth. Because they tell you so little about these characters, <laughs> It's it seems like a veneer, like a facade. Mm-hmm. So that if they told me that secretly they're all evil and they eat humans, I would just go, yeah, it fits. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. tracks. Yes. So do you believe them to be made of leather? I do believe them to be made of leather, yes. Certainly, mm-hmm. definitely Marshall the cowboy boot. 100%, yeah. 100%. He's got to be made of leather. You know, he's not, there's no vegan cowboy boots no, in the I, 80s. I think really all, all the boot characters have to be made of leather. I, but I mean, leather and beef, it's not exactly, it is the same though, isn't it? I suppose it's more like if Frankenstein ate humans. Frankenstein's monster, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I don't want to upset people. Oh, get that way. They'll be writing in. Oh, um, Frankenstein's monster, if he ate humans, is he a cannibal or is he a people eater? Ooh. Well, he's made of humans, isn't he? This so, is what I'm saying. So I think thus he must be a cannibal. The shoes are made of cow. They're eating cow. Therefore, Therefore cannibalism. cannibalism. Yeah. 
But they're not. Is it because they're not actually a cow? No. Well, that's what well, Frankenstein isn't actually a human. But Frankenstein's monster isn't actually a human. <laughs> well, it annoys me that we can't just have the shortened version for for uh, of the the thing that we all think of when we hear the word Frankenstein. That the, we all think of the monster. Why can't we just have that? That's why do people have you... to? Why do the why do the 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 what are they called? Nerds? Not nerds. Pedants. Pick up a pedant. Why they have to ruin it for the rest of us? Well, I I think all you want is just a little postscript at the end, which just says, "P.S. BT Dub. It's fine to call the monster Frankenstein." I think it is because I'm sure he named it after himself. Yeah, I mean he he's got a pretty big ego. Let's be honest. Henry Frankenstein. Is it? Yeah. No, Victor. Victor. Where'd I get Henry from? I don't know. Is that the is that the monster's name? No, I, maybe it is. Maybe maybe the monster's called Henry Frankenstein. No, you can't. You can't have the doctor was called Victor and his son's called Henry. Well, he's not his son, is it? Oh my god, what if it's his son? Well, it's sort of his son. Well, it's like his his creature, his creation. But I guess it's it's kind of mean just to call him monster all the time. You know. <laughs> I don't think they call him monster, like, to his face. No, I think they call him creature to his face or something. It's... It doesn't matter. Yeah. Nobody reads it because it's dreadfully written. It's so old. <laughs> you can't you can't go back to these things. But it's the idea that stayed with us. Yes. Anyway, what are we talking about? Anyway, the, the fact they're all eating beef and pork. They're all eating meat. So the, cr- the cloud is coming round. It's chasing Sergeant Major. They lasso it with a string of sausages. Classic. You have to have a string of sausages in a child's cartoon. Yep. Has to be done. Always a string of sausages. But that's a string of raw sausages they used to get a, a round a cloud. Round a cloud, which works incredibly. Wouldn't work, obviously, but no. it's it's a fun image. It is a fun image, and uh, with with that saved, they basically the boot boys, which is a very confusing name. Again, that they are skates. The skate the skate gang, whip in, steal all the meat, and ride off into the sunset, dropping the book as they go. The magic book. The magic yes, book. Yes, because which, there are many spells in this book yeah. that we have yet to explore. Well, that's it. Uh, so they, the the shoe people track the skates back to their their shack. Using the rain cloud? Yeah, I think they, I think they use, they suggest they're going to use the rain cloud because it will return to where it came from. From who conjured it? Yeah, and I don't know where they get that logic from. Mm. That just seems to be a, a wild assumption. But they, the yes, considering they've never encountered this before, they seem to know a lot about how it works. Yeah, I mean, it feels like if you needed a way to them to find their shack, like a trail of dropped sausages might be. Yeah, or oh, that's that bloody uh, skate gang that's done that. Just yeah. go and find them where they always that, are. They'll be over there. Yeah, yeah. not oh, we yeah, we'll, we'll follow the cloud because that will return home like a Labrador retriever. It's a bit of a, a bit of an odd one. They get there, so the skates are about to eat the meat, but then they discover it's not cooked. Yes, which doesn't seem much like a discovery. <laughs> it doesn't at all. Also, can shoes get salmonella? Well, now, just because salmonella isn't the only reason to cook food. No, true, but... There's taste. <laughs> <laughs> taste and texture, yeah, I get that. But if you're that... They are shoe people will i think you have to you're focusing too much on the shoe part do they poop if you eat food you must poop where do they poop from out the back out the the hole in the sole they've all got holes in the sole have they yeah that's why they're in the room because they're all broken shoes so they almost poop out the hole trampy's got a great big hole in his toe that's why no one's hanging around trampy (laughs) 
That's why his house is such a mess. <laughs> why would you bother cleaning? <laughs> Everywhere I look, I can see shit. <laughs> it's either that or it comes out the top like a whale. I don't want I don't want to believe that. Anyway, moving on, moving on, moving on. It's unimportant where shoes poop from. But <laughs> they they con so the shoe people now conjure a, a thundercloud, which this one is much bigger. It's has, very powerful. It it's has, way too powerful, Will. Has lightning strikes that set fire to the hut that the skateboard are in. Incinerate the house. Which, I think this is disproportionate. It is. We're led to believe that the 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 skate gang are the baddies because they've stolen all the food. Yes, stealing is wrong. But these guys, they come along and they just, they nuke it. It is, there's not a crumb left of it. I mean, However. That is, that is straight up murder. That is locking them in a building yeah. and then setting that building on fire. Yeah. And uh, they do survive, obviously. They do survive, yeah. Um, and the, the main takeaway is, oh, the meat's cooked. Yes. <laughs> the shoe people... Who I'm I'm not liking really are happy because they try a bit of the meat and go oh it's cooked to perfection <laughs> so their barbecue's got, gone off splendidly even though they've absolutely decimated these poor these poor roller skates and their house the you know as long as the meat's done mm, delicious flavour the secret is murderous rage the last line of the whole thing is here have a sausage. <laughs> just not right no it's uh, it's a very strange plot well there we are that was the shoe people so liz how do you like me now what a very very weird world you've taken me into i well i'll be honest again going back to the top of the episode you took yourself into this world thinking it was a different world entirely yes i did didn't i i think this is one of those things that when you're a kid it's just it's just noise and colors the, you know, shoes, who are people, fine, whatever, don't care, I'm a kid, doesn't have to make sense. This is for very young children, and it is it, just flicking in front of their eyes. But watching it now, what a load of rubbish. <laughs> what, why on earth? When you were looking for plots for shoes, why did your mind go to barbecue? What's yeah. that got to do with anything? That's, that's got nothing, I mean... Sh- I, if I think of things that shoes would do if they were people, barbecue isn't top of the list. <laughs> what is top of the list? Running. Run- <laughs> Sports day. Sports, Sports day is an obvious day. choice. The shoes would love it. A hike. Um, I, I don't, a wash. <laughs> you know, polish day. <laughs> polish day. It's a national festival for the shoe people. Kicking things. Football. Football, obviously. Yeah, sports. Yeah. A lot of, a lot sport. of sports. Yeah, they're very sports-based. <laughs> Even though there's no sports shoes. No, there's no sports shoes, no football boots. There's, I mean, there's other ones we've seen. There's Ted Slipper, who's an old slipper. He's an old slipper. I would have liked to have seen Ted Slipper. I think he's the sort of shoe I could get on with. <laughs> there's two we didn't see. Who's it? Tell me about them. Uh, these are their 50s-style shoes called Bebop and Alula. Okay, so they are... They are a couple. Yes, they are a couple. A couple, a married couple, or are they siblings? Now, I can't believe you haven't brought this up before. I must know the answer to this. They are a 1950s couple. They love to dance rock and roll, but they are not the same shoe. I don't know what is happening. So you're giving me a couple, and they're both 1950s shoes, but they're not the same shoes. (laughs) No, they're not. I'm going to see if I can find a photo of them. They even sound cool. Bebop and Alula. Oh, my God. 
Oh dear God! Have you have you stumbled on some shoe people porn? No, I've stumbled on some porn. Have you? Well, well show me then. Oh, what what are we doing now? We're just looking at porn on the podcast. You are because you asked to look at it. I w- what I would say is if it's not safe to Google Bebop and Alula, but um. <laughs> You know, if you've got nothing else to do today. <laughs> if we have a slow Sunday. Oh dear, there's a dwarf in that one. <laughs> well, um, it would appear that I can't actually find pictures of Jesus Bebop and Lula. But you know you know what to look like. They're like fifties fifties shoes. No, the key question is, are they the same shoe? No, they're not the same shoe. But are they like Totally different, like a man's shoe and a woman's shoe. Yeah, I'm sure that... Are they gendered shoes? They are gendered shoes. Right, there they are. Right, so it's sort of a um, a blue shoe with a quiff. Yes, yeah, like and a blue a, suede shoe. And a pink stiletto with a ponytail on its rear. Hold on, a stiletto and a blue smart shoe? That's you and me! That is what we said we were. Yeah, we'd be bopping a lula. Well, I knew that. Yeah. I still think, I still think that they should look... More of a pair. But maybe my ideas on gender are more progressive than um, 1992. <laughs> We've moved forward. Not every female shoe has to be a stiletto, a ballet slipper or a baby booty. No, absolutely. I really feel this is one of those ones, if this had never existed, that it wouldn't matter because this has brought nothing except for... It's undoubted reach in um, former communist Russia. <laughs> so I guess it did something for them over there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not sure that was it was doing good, but it did something. Well, maybe it aided detente. This, this, Do you think? We don't don't know, but this Has could be. Has it been be. cited in any uh, historical I mean, I think if, accounts? This is, if this is the first show that you're going to send to the Soviet Union, you know, 91, 92, sort of around then, you know, this is the end of the Cold War, you know... Arguably, you've got to say there's got to be a reason for that. This shouldn't have been the first show that they saw. No. I, I'm upset about I, that. I, I don't think many people should have seen this this show. This is one of those ones that just raises more questions. And the more you think about it, the worse those questions become. Yeah, I, 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 I do think there is an idea there, but I don't think it's well executed. I don't think uh, the animation or the voice work or... Anything about this is particularly interesting. It's just the idea of shoes as people. Yeah. And they haven't gone any further than that. <laughs> they haven't really haven't really explored that idea to its fullest potential. They've just gone, oh, we need some shoes. Okay. Yeah, fine. <laughs> it's a good starting point, but just needs more work. Needs work. Well, there we are. Liz, thank you for joining me. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week. Until then, if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to rate, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family, and uh, keep listening. If you want some extra from us, you can also hear us on the latest episode of Free With This Month's Issue, uh, where we are on with Colin Ian talking about a Kerrang! cover CD uh, from 2002. Sorry, was that Free With This Month's Issue? Oh! Yes, shoe puns galore. I have to go have a lay down. Until then, we'll be back. Thank you. Bye.